At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Warning, this podcast may contain bad language and content you will find offensive, hopefully. Yes. But our disclaimer, these are my own personal views and maybe Cleves, if he has a bit, well, if you have an opinion on any of them. If you like these podcasts, fine. Doesn't subtract from you. You specifically there, Sarah. Doesn't subtract from you. These are my thoughts and feelings on them. And this is for entertainment purposes only. Who, who's Sarah? All right, you've just used that as a... Okay, no, fine. That's a proxy. In a while. Welcome to the slide. Yeah, baby. Seesaw's got a new look for the slide, hasn't Same old logo. <laughs> Same old music. I'm enjoying the smooth jazz. Yeah, shit. If you're new to the slide, this is when me and T, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> he talks to himself about things. Me and Cleves, we have a few drinks and we've already had a couple. And then we talk about something which would not fit in with Seesaw Classic. So this is After Hours, baby. So, shall we just jump into this? Today's topic, what are you doing? Crime slash murder podcast. Podcasts. Um... You know how you normally preface stuff when it's my idea? Yeah. This is all your idea. Oh, absolutely. So this is about me getting some things off my chest. (laughs) Now. Christmas dough. (laughs) It's a new year. People want new hobbies. Maybe you're thinking of podcasting. Maybe that's something you're thinking, oh, me and my mates have been chatting about this for a while now, and we're going to get into the podcast game. Well, like we did two years ago. Yep. Hey, it was before January. Hey, it was already oversaturated back then. It now, was. Yeah. my God, things are ringing wet. We'll get to oversaturation. That's one of my points in my notes. I've seen flaps that are less wet. Moist <laughs> flaps. So, if you're going to start a podcast, go for it. Never going to knock anyone for doing that. Right. If it works for you, it works for you. Just keep up with it. Don't become one of those statistics of things like 10% of podcasts 
uh, will make it to the year mark. Like businesses. Yep. They fail in the first year. Get <laughs> naked. Just bear with me. Da 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 da. Da 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 da. My tits are out. You can't stay. You can't stay. My tits are out. It's just on YouTube. Get demonetized immediately. What? The same tits? No, just the phrase. I'm getting my tits out. Oh, that's a shame. Nah, it's fine. We'll put it get demonetized. We'll put it on OnlyFans. Yeah. All right. There you go. Cleaves OnlyFans. So. You might be starting a podcast. For the love of fuck, do not start a crime slash murder podcast. But why? I hear the people's cry. Okay, I have. They're real popular. Maybe I can ride the crest of that wave. Okay. I have notes to keep me somewhat structured. I'm looking for a crest of a new wave. Why, why would I not ride this one? Okay, point number one. Crime Podcasts is easy. Crime Podcasts is easy. Or they are easy. Also, by that merit, <laughs> they are the laziest form of podcast entertainment. No, no, I think that's Seesaw Podcast. No, the slides definitely fall <laughs> below that. Seesaw, we actually... Whoop an owl? Uh, Yeah, that's pretty bad as well. They know it there, that's fine. Yeah. But it is one of the most lazy forms of entertainment. It's just reading Wikipedia pages. Nine times out of ten. Quick plan news. And although we do a couple of sections like that on our (laughs) show, it's not the entire show. Icons. Just reading Wikipedia. Okay. I have an example of why I think this is lazy. Oh, you come in. You come in hot. So I haven't picked on anyone specifically for this. But there is a genre. Have you heard of the makeup murder videos that you can get on YouTube? I haven't. But is this where basically they put on makeup and talk about murder? Yes. Right, okay. Well, that's a twofer, isn't it? They're reading off of makeup videos, Wikipedia. Which are also good, and murder podcasts. But they're not showing you how to do your makeup. They're just putting on makeup in front of a mirror while they read Wikipedia at the same time. Maybe I should do this on the next slide. Like, you you talk about something you hate whilst I'm, like, just putting on clown makeup. <laughs> like, face painting myself. You know what? For the only fans. <laughs> for those with some vision, apologies for those that haven't. Little audio describe it afterwards. So, this is a sort of this is a demonstration of how lazy and easy it is because it requires no effort. And there are some people who have made a success of themselves doing this. And congratulations, I'm not going to knock anyone for success. You're either the first or you're the best. And there are some hey, people, some people are both. True. But in some instances, and I know people will come up and say, oh, well, such and such does this, and they're really popular. I'm not debating the popularity of it. I'm debating how lazy and bottom line is so below the bar. And that's what I'm saying here. It requires no effort at all. It's someone with a fucking iPhone putting on makeup and reading off of Wikipedia. 
And if that what works for them and they can make a living out of it, fine. But you know what? It's a it's a flash in the pan. Dude, that's multitasking. Are you telling me outright that you could both read and put on makeup at the same time? Because I don't think you could do either very well. <sighs> Savage, but true. <laughs> okay. So outside of them being easy and lazy, you've also touched on this. It's <laughs> it's an oversaturated market. Podcasts in general, they are ringing wet. I think I used them. yes, but the murder podcast in particular is so fucking overdone. They are all the same. Well, let me ask you about this. How do you know about so many murder podcasts? My wife likes them. Okay. Let me ask you this, then. Okay. If they are so ringingly wet, oversaturated, dripping, if you will, how is it that she would listen to several, if you like, to the point that you know about them, having not even listened to them, and she still comes back for more? There must be so many there that the appetite for it is there okay so there, there's a bit of a, a mixed answer to this okay so i do know about some and their content based on what my wife listens to now because we are also a podcast you sort of get into the podcasting community on social media we're ingrained in the disability community and the podcast community now, within that podcast community, it's sort of a given that when you're on Twitter and you find another show, you follow them, they follow you back. It's a bit of, it's an indie podcast thing. And the amount of murder and crime podcasts that are on there, who follow us, who are on Twitter, there are hundreds of these now. things. Wait, 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 hang on, hang on, hang on. Hundreds. If that is the case, why aren't you following all of them just to get follow backs? We're not talking we'll, get, we'll get rid of them in fucking six months, mate. <laughs> follow and follow. Bang, done. Okay, fair, but we're not talking about we'll that. We'll be Taylor Swift in three years. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. That's the goal. Or you'll be doing Taylor Swift in three years. Well, we'll have him. Sexy baby. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, then you might have some bad blood. Um... <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of them on Twitter and the problem with that okay firstly they all do the same stuff and I will touch on this in a little bit because the cases come up all the time where they're saying oh this week's episode is on blah 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 and it's like fine but everyone else has done that over the space of six months I've seen like at least another 30 shows do that they might so, have their own take on it. They might have new information if they're reading, hasn't had. If they're reading off the same fucking Wikipedia page, they're not. You know, like they're not going to have... They any, might have investigated it further. They're not going to go and have chats with Ted Bundy, are they? They might have come up with clues that the police have missed. No. There, is, there are a few that are proactive and do some good work, but there's only maybe one or two of them that I'm aware of. And I'm not going to say their names because I'm not giving any publicity to any of these fucking shows. And I'll get to the reason why coming up. But like the oversaturation in the market. And, and the thing is, podcasting, everyone fucking has a podcast nowadays. And these crime podcasts, you get lost in the shuffle. 
I think it actively hurts other shows because when people are looking for podcasts and sometimes someone will put out on social media, I'm looking for podcast recommendations and they'll be inundated with 50, 60, 70, 100 crime shows saying, oh, you're really like us. We're really up. And the thing is, when you have other shows that might be about a movie review, and there's a lot of them as well, or you might have something like ours, which is very like, we are a disability podcast, but we're not for disabled people. We are for everyone, but we cover that topic to try and educate society. You get lost in the shuffle because people see all of those comments from those crime shows and they just go, oh, and they just sort of give up because there's too much for them to sift through. So unless you're the first or second comment on that, you have no fucking chance and you're in a deluge of fucking crime podcasts. There's so many of them. Why don't you just get in there quick then? Because you're only able to get in there at the rate that you see it. And we Bad are news for us. We have an international <laughs> podcast and every time zone is different. And a lot of these are American based, I will say. Although there are some, yeah, they're all over the world. Why aren't you up at like three AM then? Sifting through this. Because I have a life. Touche. I will doff my imaginary cap to you, sir. So. so there's too many of them. There's far too fucking many of these things. And like I said, they're all doing the same cases all of them are doing the same cases because even if they pick a few obscure instances they're all going to be like going to the main things like the Yorkshire Ripper and stuff like that at some point that's what brings in the views but the tasty tasty views but they're all getting it from the exact same sources there's no one doing more research on any of this shit now it, like, a lot of these are cases from the 70s and 80s and it's like well there's nothing new coming out about this. What's been done is done. So it's all the same fucking content. And when you combine it with the laziness of just someone just speaking off of like, reading off of a fucking script at a camera, it's just the lowest form of fucking entertainment. I fucking hate it. And like I said, because there's so many of these, it means that shows that actually put in some fucking effort who would be interesting to wider populations, are missed in this mediocre fucking storm of just terrible, generic, recycled bullshit. And it actively hurts people who really try hard. It really does. And I've noticed that we, we've been passed over for opportunities through like social media and stuff like that, collaborations, because you put yourself forward for something and there's so many other fucking crime shows. Right, so here we go. We're getting down to the main point now, isn't it? You're butthurt by uh, murder casts. Well, no, because these aren't, <laughs> these aren't huge opportunities. They're just collaborative. <laughs> they're not financial opportunities for us. Right. They're collaborative things, things that could have been good for us or any other show. But then you have all of these, like, Murder 999 and... Yeah, the interesting that you the, said you the wouldn't cold file. Like... No, I'm just making up shit. Okay, I'm just making up shit. And the cold murder files and that. There's so many of them. They're all so fucking generic, and they're all the fucking same. Right. Okay. You could say that though. What you've described there is a genre. Okay. Okay. So what? <laughs> what makes things good or bad within a genre? Surely is the spin that they put on it. 
So maybe if you put makeup on while making a murder cast, then maybe that's your niche. Not when so many people are doing it. Right? There's only a niche of one of you is doing it. Right. No, no. I know. Okay. But again, (laughs) it's kind of what makes up a genre, isn't it? And then you pick the ones that you like from within that genre. You can say that about music, for example. You know, rock music. There's heavy metal bands, for example. And you can pick the heavy metal bands that you like from within that genre. And then there's going to be a lot of drag that no one ever even thinks about. I don't think that's the same. Why? Because you'll have other, you'll have a lot of bands in that genre, right? Yeah. And they'll all be doing their original stuff. There'll be covers there as well, but they'll all be doing their original stuff. Now, for various reasons, that might be another slide that we do down the line. They might get noticed. They might not. There are many reasons that go into that. Okay. But they're doing original shit. Is that going to be your point? But they're doing original shit in a lot of cases. Now, the issue I have with your example there, if you take something like The Simpsons, okay, cultural relevance, and I've chosen that because no one, no one's not heard of The Simpsons for fuck's sake. It's like if someone at the same time created a show called The Thompsons and did the exact same thing, but they put their own spin on it. And and then you had, no, but I mean, like, the (laughs) stories are the same. I mean, they are verbatim the same Simpsons thing. Simpsons did it. Yeah. Or then, and then you have another one that comes up called the Jamesons, and another one called the Smiths, and all, and like that's the problem I have. It's not original. They're not doing anything outside of having a different voice, telling the same exact fucking story, and that's what pisses me off. That there, there are some there are some shows that have some nuance and do something a bit different. And to them, are you happy to say that Family Guy and American Dad are within those nuanced areas that you've mentioned? The fact that they have different storylines, they might borrow inspiration, but they have different storylines with different characters, and they have different sort of setups and theming by how their characters are set up and the relationship dynamics. But I feel that that is okay as far as the media of like entertainment that's fine in the same way that a band can take a lot of inspiration from another band but they're doing their own thing and i still think that's fine because they are putting some creative efforts into it the issue i have is when you have 20 podcasts reading off the same wikipedia page about ted bundy it's just a different person reading it okay that's the issue i take and is that legitimately the case it is it is genuinely the case. It's there's only so many big cases. You're not going to do so many obscure things. You know what I mean? That they're getting the information that is readily available to them online, and that's going to be key sources like Wikipedia and maybe some news articles. But they're all bor- borrowing, like I said, from the same sources. They're not going out and chatting to these families and stuff like that, or police departments. They're not doing that. All right. Let me ask you this: How different? Does it have to be for you to accept it? Now, hear me out. Let's say makeup murder, right? They're putting makeup on while reading a murder podcast. Mm-hmm. Let's say let's say they are genuinely just reading off Wikipedia. What if I start my own podcast called Cloundercast, right? And uh, I'm reading off Wikipedia, but instead I'm putting on clown makeup. Now, I'm a different clown each week. 
sometimes um you know really well-known clowns i don't know fucking like doink or sideshow mel or some shit i don't know and um it or it yeah Art the clown yeah okay there's a plenty of realistic clowns out there the clown from slipknot yeah <laughs> also good he's got so many clowns. anyway the point is is that enough to make it unique for you I think if the content is the same as the others, I don't think it matters. I think you're you're changing it in a way that is in is inconsequential to what the actual content is. Unique to me though. Yeah, but if you're doing it on video, that's like saying a ska band has trumpets, but they've changed them for trombones. But are they doing a different song to another person, another band? They might be. They might, the arrangements might be different. Okay. But and if it, the arrangements are different, is that good enough for you? Okay, so if you had 10 different bands who came out of the space of six months doing a different rendition of Brown Eyed Girl. Right, which has been done. Yeah. Do you not see an issue with the fact that they're just doing that and then the ne- over the next six months those same bands cover another song, but it's the same song? If they put their own spin on it, I don't really see the problem with it. You might have a Scar band, you might have a heavy metal band, you might have something else, you might have something else. No, they're different all Scar styles. Band. They're all scarbags. But this is the thing, it isn't though, is it? Because one person is putting makeup on while reading a murder podcast. Maybe one person's doing fucking artwork. They're fucking painting a picture in the background while it's doing murder cast. It's the same shit. Ultimately, the song is the same, or the cast is the same, but their spin on it is different. Okay. I, I will agree with that, in the sense that what you're saying, I think that is valid. Now, personally, I don't think that does enough in this instance, but I can see that argument. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. But the, there is one main, this is my last point. I've sort of breezed through these because I've tried to not rant too much. But this one I don't feel I can help but rant on. These shows are exploiting terrible events, in some cases for profit. And I'm really uncomfortable with that. Really uncomfortable. Because we're not talking about something that is fictional. We're not talking about something that is created. We're talking about tragedies of mass murders, victimization, child death, abduction, human trafficking. We're talking about horrific events which have devastated families, have robbed people of their lives, and then lazy motherfuckers are reading this off of Wikipedia 
Hey, they're also putting the makeup on. To millions of views in some cases. And all of that goes into their pocket. They are exploiting the misery of others for their own financial gain. And I think, frankly, I think that's disgusting. Let me ask you this. Are you just annoyed that you didn't do it first? No, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't do this. Like personally, it makes me feel sick because I really I can't see how people can put on makeup read a case of where a young girl has been abducted and killed by skinheads where there's been no justice and they never found the killer and then pocket that money what about this though it brings attention to the case that potentially wasn't there before and and in some cases it's forced law enforcement to go back and re-look at the cases there are some shows and Again, I'm not going to say who they are, but there are some individuals who do put a, a play out for information and they will try and help law enforcement. I only know of a couple that do this out of the, the many, many, many that are out there. Okay. I will say, firstly, good on them for doing it. Second thing, give the money to the fucking families. If they care that much about it, give money to the families or to charity but the fact that this is their primary mode of income I doubt that that's happening in a lot of these cases I doubt that you know it's the primary mode of income okay that's true <laughs> but if you're getting 2 million views on a YouTube video weekly I can't think that you're still working at Starbucks YouTube pays alright at that stage so the third thing as well and, and this is from someone who has a degree in criminology. Probably should have Wit- that. Witness testimony is pretty much useless. You, you scoff, but it, it really is. People don't really know, like, it, it's diminishing returns over a long enough time period. People get confused about what they've seen or what they remember. And everyone has memories which aren't correct because the human mind is a bit fucked anyway. And this is to a point where in the UK, witness testimony is not valid evidence. You need to have uh, video evidence, DNA. You can't convict someone based on witness testimony because it's so fraught with issues about misremembering, unconscious bias, you can't, without a secondary piece of evidence to confirm any legitimacy of it, you can't convict anyone on that. Because oh, I they just might be lying. And they could be lying. That's the problem. So when you are going out and saying, oh, if anyone can help with this, you might have someone who comes forward and said, oh, yeah, five years ago, I saw a car go past my house and it just matched the description that you said that the police report said. That means absolutely fucking nothing. I'm sorry. It means absolutely fucking nothing. Because five years ago, like I can't remember what I had for breakfast a week ago. Like You can't remember detail over long periods of time in a lot of cases. There are some individuals who do have photogenic memories and stuff like that, and I will acknowledge that. But it's the, the case that it's just... It's useless. It's completely fucking useless. 
and although like i said there are some people who are doing like who are giving back to the victims and trying to help in these instances a lot of them aren't they're seeing it as an easy way to make some fucking money and there will be some people out there who are like I'm going to start a crime podcast. I like crime podcasts and I know that they can make money doing them and I'm going to do the exact same thing, blah, 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 and it's easy. We need an iPhone to do it. Yeah, but one of those things might be one of the statistics that, you know, X amount of podcasts fell within a year. Let's hope True. That's I hope that's the case <laughs> because I really think that these are exploitation. They completely are. It's, and this is the main sticking point I have outside of the impact it has on other shows, outside of the fact that it's lazy content. There's always been lazy content out there. You know what I mean? This is just a new variation of what is traditionally lazy stuff. You know what I mean? It's like, like the, the classic saying, going blue in comedy is lazy. I don't think it is, but it's a traditional, like a lot of old school comedians will say, if you're just saying like, fuck a lot, for the shock value in the comedy, you're not much of a comedian. Now, I don't necessarily believe that, but that is an old school comedian attitude to take where they were very much based on wits. Some of them would do like one line jokes and stuff like that. Sounds like a lot of people that were butthurt by the fact that people that were saying fuck were getting a lot of views. And that's the case, that's the case. I'm not saying that things can't evolve. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is with this, there's no creativity to it in a lot of cases and paired with that exploitation that's what really gets me it's the exploitation of it and that's why it's my final point that's why I, I should have led off of it really but that's my main issue with it it's taking advantage of misery of others like horrendous things there's nothing worse that you can do to, to someone than take their life and if someone is profiting off of the deaths of others I can't see do you think that the podcasters see it that way? But I, I don't know how they see it, to be honest. I can't see why, like... Do you think they see it as bringing light to a case that should have had more... investigation done? Yeah, maybe, but not all of these cases are, like, unsolved. Like I've mentioned Ted Bundy a few times. All of them would do Ted Bundy at some point, right? or they do Myra Hindley or someone like that. The, the, the cases are closed. We know who did it. There are people who are, are imprisoned and have served time for this. It doesn't subtract from the fact that all the victims you know, had horrible, like they, they should never have gone through that and their families have gone through all of this, you know? And those aren't open cases, but they're still being used to profit. Do you think they shouldn't make TV dramas based on real events? I think it depends on what it is. I think if it is done with creativity, like you're going to have actors there, if it's an adaptation and effort has gone into it, I don't really have so much of an issue. What, that, when it's based on the murder of people? I, I think it can, yes, it is still exploitation. It is. But there's a difference between putting money into it and sort of like putting care into it because when the BBC makes something like that, they are going to be consulting professionals on what's sensitive to do. In some cases, they might even contact the families to say, are you comfortable with us doing this? Okay. 
and their families are like, well, what are you going to pay me? And if that's the case, if, if they get <laughs> yeah. some restoration out of it, then maybe that's fine. Maybe that's the trade-off. If that's what they want, then maybe that's the trade-off from it. But going to a Wikipedia page and just reading off of it with non, no consultation of the families and stuff like that, there might be some that do, but I'm pretty sure a lot of them aren't. Based on that then, do you think that the family or the estate of the victim should be given, let's say, X amount from the podcasts that are made about them? Like, if they're making money, for example, then they should be given a percentage. 50%. 50 Wow. Okay. I'll say 50%. And you say that as, what, do you think that's high? Uh, I didn't really know what you were going to say, to be honest. Because let's face it, the podcaster haven't done their own research outside of just Googling some stuff. They're not the ones who are dredging through the police reports. They're not uh, the ones who put it up in the first place. They're going from uh, a secondary source basis. The, the information's there, they're just collating it. Okay? And even then, if they've listened to another podcast that's done the same, they'll basically just get transcripts at that point. And the thing is, like, who's who's been directly affected by this case? It's been the families. And I think if you're just going to be reading off of a script, essentially, of work that's been done for you, I don't think 50% is unreasonable. I was going to say a higher number. Because I think when you've lost someone close to you, a loved one, and in sometimes some very horrific ways, I think that if a bit, little bit of financial help whether that's going to therapy or anything like that that they might need can be a huge boon for them. I, I do. And I think 50% is the bare minimum that they should be getting. Because let's face it, that podcaster would not have content if not for that tragedy. And they are taking advantage of that tragedy to make their content. They wouldn't exist without it. It just so happens that content is a horrific, traumatic event. Yeah, I oh, know. No, I agree. Like, again, potentially 50% is not enough. I just thought I'd ask the question. No, that, that's absolutely fair. That's absolutely fair. And like I said, 50% was me lowballing it. <laughs> if I'm being completely honest. Like, dare I say, I don't really think they should be making anything out of the, like, I mean, they still have to make the content at the end of the day and still bringing people to the event. But I think, but I think they should make something. But... Maybe that should be based on how much effort they put in. Yeah. If they just read There's off... There's no way to quantify that, though. If they there? just Come read on. off... No, you can they... check if they like read off Wikipedia yeah, based on mate. the pros and stuff like that. No, you're not going to pay people to do that shit, mate. There's no way. Well, that's my beef with crime shows. Okay, good. I, I, again, if you're listening and you like them, I will never take away from the entertainment of a person. If you like them, continue listening to them. You don't have to get uppity about me. All I'm trying to do is spotlight a huge issue with them. And especially on that final point, maybe that will get you thinking about the morality of these. Because I think there is a, a question that everyone should ask themselves when they are like looking, like look, watching these or listening to these. 
I think it is a moral question. Do you perceive it as exploitation? Maybe look into a couple what... of people do. They got me on the phone. <laughs> is this creator doing independent research? Are they like giving back to a, a charity or a foundation? Are they helping the case? A lot of people are putting on foundation. <laughs> yeah. Okay, one final question for me, yeah. and it's based on the makeup thing. When does a makeup podcast become a murder podcast and vice versa? Well, uh, when does one predominantly become one versus the other? Well, murder podcasts, when they're recycling the same old stuff that everyone else has done, they add up makeup so it's a pretty face for people to look at while they have to subtract from the fact that they're exploiting the misery of others. Most the other way around, I think it's because they realise that their podcast is so direct and repetitive based on everyone else's thing that they have to have something new and unique. Okay. <laughs> Answer your question? Uh, in a way, yes. Yep. Okay. What are your thoughts? Uh, I don't have a great deal of thoughts based on the fact that I haven't listened to very many murder podcasts. But as, really, as a concept. not really but... my jam. No, it's not my jam. Uh, no, no, no. I get the point that you're making about them exploiting the families of the victims. That is bad. And I agree. But if people listen to it, then they, based on the amount of listens, if they're making money off it, then reparations should be paid to the families. Here's the other thing. We don't know that they're not. That's true. We don't. We're just fucking spitballing. So what about shows who will, at the beginning, what about shows that have sponsors? And will also ask people to go to their Patreons? Look. If you're a sponsor and you want to sponsor that, you know what you're getting into. You're, you're, as a sponsor, if you want to sponsor someone that's exploiting people's, the murder victims' families, I'm not going to say that's fine, but you know what you're getting into as a sponsor. Okay. If you want to be associated with that. Yeah, I wouldn't personally, but if, no, I, I get what you're saying. But people will, for the sheer numbers. Mm-hmm. And if that's what you want to do, if you want to be associated with that, great personally i wouldn't want to be i think there's a more ethical dilemma there what about the like i said people who were asked um for support via patreon so it's not just through like their platform what so they can fucking read more wikipedia well that's what people do they have bonus episodes on their patreon for people who sign up where they read more wikipedia and patreon takes a cut as well uh here's the thing right okay you Okay, um, firstly, I'm not knocking Patreon because Patreon take a cut of anything. Mm-hmm. That's literally the system that they work on. Oh, yeah. Can't so knock I'm, not, I'm not knocking for that. What I'm knocking people on for is fucking buying into that, first of all. If you're stupid enough to buy into that and know that you, what you're doing is fucking... I would say it's kind of morally wrong, in my particular opinion. I, it's my, in my opinion, yes, as well. But I do know this is a divisive thing. Some people will not deem it that way. No. All right, fine. If you if you want to pay money to exploit the tragedies of another person's family without giving back to the family, that is on you. Mm-hmm. People people like to to listen to what they listen to. I, I don't really know. I think say to that. I think if I'm not, I, I can't yeah. condone that. I think personally. if you organically listen to something, 
and uh, you're not actually paying with your money and you're paying them through listenership or viewership I then think it's that's on the responsibility of the person to give back yeah but then at the same time if you're going to be signing up direct debits to paypal i think you should be seriously thinking whether you should be giving that money to if you care about this and you care and you're morally okay with this sort of thing i think that payment should be going to a charity that supports crime victims instead but again that's not the moral objective of the person paying the money because they could give that to the crime victim's family and get nothing out of it whereas they can give that to the content creator and get stuff out of it so my argument would be is that it's the content provider's obligation to give x amount back Oh, absolutely. And also YouTube and things like that. Do you know what I mean? They, they, in the same way that they give money back to, well, it's only been within the last few years, that they give money back to musicians and artists um, where their content is used, they should be doing exactly the same for people who have, you know, had these tragedies. I agree. I 100% agree. And if someone does pay to Patreon, like I said, I think morally that's a bit of a weird one for me because I already don't like the exploitation of it. And you're right, like they're paying for more content. They're not paying into something where they're, they're necessarily giving to charity. And I think they should be giving that money to a charity instead. But yeah, it's, yeah, it's very self-serving that, that they're way. doing it to get more content. And again... That's what people pay for. Is, but now we're not talking about just like using your time, we're talking about giving your money. Yeah. And getting you want something back and it's, you get something tangible in return for that. Whereas a lot of time you give money to a charity and you never see the tangible benefits of that. Yeah. Whereas if you know if content providers give money to charity, then you're getting the best of both worlds. True. Well that was my event on this. What I'm gonna do for this episode is I'm going to find a couple of US and UK based uh, charities who do really good work with victim support and I'm going to put their websites in the show notes because if you do want to support these charities who are doing good work and like Cleve said you're not seeing tangible results but maybe just being a good person is enough for you and you don't need instant gratification on any expenditure of your time, effort or money if that's the case you'll be able to go there and maybe make a donation to them instead of giving something to these fucking hapless losers who are exploiting the misery of others. Cost of living crisis, mate. Well, if people can afford Patreon, they can afford to give to charity. And on that, any other thoughts? No, not after that. Okay, shall we slide on then? Thank you for listening to Seesaw Podcast. Your feedback and comments mean a lot to us, so if you'd like to get in touch, you can do so in the following ways. You can find us on Twitter at Seesaw Pod, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Seesaw Podcast. And you can also join us at SeesawPodcast.com. Remember to like, rate, review us, and share us with a friend.
podcast was recorded in front of a blind audience. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.